Hey, David. Yes? Don't you hate when you're you're shopping for some stuff for your house or or just in general and you, you go on a website and you see that items are in stock? You're like, this is great. I'm going to go pick up that item. And then you find out when you get to not one, but two, but three different stores that that item is not, in fact, in stock. Yeah, that seems to be uh, rather problematic. It's probably also that they were received in the store, but they just haven't been put out. And nope, people are lazy and they don't want to check the back. Yeah, I actually had a, a poor a poor young chap at the orange hardware store walk around for probably 15 minutes trying to track down some window fans for me and it didn't work out. Well, at least he, he tried to search though, right? Like a lot of times he's just like, Oh, it's probably in the back or it's on the truck. It's, 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 I can't get it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. On a Sunday, (laughs) what would you rather do? Help everybody or help one person for 20 minutes? (laughs) True. You know, what is going to be in stock for the next 45 to 55 minutes. What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David, where we we talk about whatever we want, whenever we want, but mainly in the middle of the week so you can get it Friday morning while you're pooping. Ah, <laughs> uh, you are also a connoisseur of the the morning poop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wake up in the morning, I feed the cat, and then I, I, I go take, take Drop a- the kids off at the pool and then... <laughs> It's morning poop podcast with your host Sean and David. We should do a spin up. Oh yeah, on eighty six point nine, the toilet bowl water lake. I don't know. <laughs> and we're done here. Yeah, David, uh, our our fans couldn't help but notice you were you were on an adventure again this week. You, you know what? Okay, so I have a moment. I have something I want to share with you, and oh, this is... Oh, God, is this going to be like you making me go through my Steam library again? <laughs> Actually, so as I was driving to Winnipeg, I was listening to the episode, you know, doing some homework and just seeing what worked, what didn't work. Oh, that uh, whole segment. <laughs> it was actually it was actually pretty funny because <laughs> it just like, it was like, the, it just didn't end. Anyway, so um, I actually, you know how we go to thrift stores? And there's yeah. always the Holy Grail game. What was it? Downtown Abbey or Coronation, Coronation Street? Street. Cor- Coronation Street, the board game. Okay. So we went to a thrift store and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get some sweet, sweet content for the, for the gram. And I looked high and low through that entire store. And there was not a single copy of Coronation Street, the board game. So you lose the game then. <laughs> it was I, I uh it was people quite disappointing our show snapchat me that they have found coronation street yeah I, I, it's it's kind of weird it's like uh it's in every store but i found one store without coronation street to the point and it was at the point where i felt the need to go and buy a copy somewhere else just to donate it to that store so that they would have it there forever <laughs> so now you know <laughs> so how was your adventure was it good you know what? It was uh, it was it was not bad. The weather was in uh, our favor. It was warm enough to wear running shoes. There's no in Winnipeg. Sp- that's like incredible. Yeah, yeah. Good for it you. wasn't uh, slushy or snowy or anything all week. Um, I, I I would like to say I did a bad thing, but it ended up in my favor. I mean, spending $16 out of pocket is definitely a good thing, not a bad yeah. thing. I mean, I bought uh, a bunch of <laughs> I bought a bunch of adult toys. <laughs> and by that I do and by, a snowmobile. <laughs> by that I mean like man adult toys. But anyways, I guess you bought tools. Can, Get your heads out of the gutter. I bought power tools. Jeez, y'all you're all you're all sick. 
Uh, <laughs> so took advantage of some uh, promos that uh, the orange store was having. And I had a bunch of gift cards too. So like I spent other people's money. It was great, but uh, $16 out of pocket. And I got like five new power tools, which is sweet. And nice. uh, I'm just waiting to use them. I'm just waiting for the weather to warm up just a bit more so that I can uh, dig some of my more powerful tools out of the, the so shed. Have you already been on like, um, oh, what the hell, Pinterest? And like you've you've looked at like how you can hang all your tools uh, uh, and oh. built your like shelves. I've seen I've seen a lot of really cool ones where they like take um, some PVC tubing and have like uh, mounts underneath for like screw guns. You have a Pinterest stuff. account? No, I just know how to use Pinterest without having an account. Oh, see, I just don't use Pinterest or ever. Like, don't you hate when you're browsing for images on Google and you end and up on Pinterest? You end up on Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I have limited space for my tools so i actually have a well you know this but uh you have a rolling, have a rolling toolbox and everything fits nicely in there yeah i uh, i actually almost upgraded my rolling toolbox a level the other day because i was like oh i could use one with these kind of dividers that's kind of neat yeah um in your in your adventures through the peg did you find your way to a zeller's you know what they haven't opened in uh in winnipeg yet just yet i'll tell you we went and it was like movie disappointing uh, okay, that's what should, i've been that's what I, i've been I, hearing a lot of people have been disappointed with it i shouldn't say like it was insanely disappointed but i will say i was already grumpy when we went and i was looking for the meal truck and it wasn't there on sunday so that kind of upset me greatly um because i, I wanted that like nostalgia but mm-hmm. everything was fairly priced. I think what they're doing is they're trying to add Zellers into the top of these bays to bring in a lower value brand to the bay. I believe it was it was called like Acnor or something. Uh, I remember seeing it like 500 times while we were in there. But there wasn't a lot of stuff. It was like three quarter, or it was half the top floor mm-hmm. of one side of the bay. So it wasn't a ton. And I know we shouldn't be saying a bunch of names because nobody pays us to talk about them. But like Zellers was like this big thing that just came back. I honestly think it probably will do well enough that they'll probably open a few big box stores and really give Walmart some competition, lower the prices of certain items because there's a variety. Yeah, maybe. But like the the nostalgia, when you see when you come up the escalator and you see that sign. And you see Zeddy's face, you're like, oh my God. I remember, like, what are your memories? What are your core memories of Zellers? If you could remember correctly. Or like at all, just like think for a second. I remember I remember going through their electronics section and buying uh, the discount PS2 games where they were like wrapped in plastic, like up in, in a row, like a row of like three games. And they were wrapped together so that it was like one big sheet of games for like, I don't know, 20 bucks. I remember that. And I and there's always like one or two really good games and then just a shit game. Right. So yeah, like I remember, alone in the dark. <laughs> yeah. So I remember we got uh, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs 2. With it was. the headset? No headset. It was just like this was past headset headset bundles but uh we got that we got uh it was like jack and daxter or something like that one of those adventure games sly cooper and then um ah geez what was the online rpg uh it started with started with an e or something like that final fantasy no it was like uh uh hold on i gotta look this up (laughs) it was I don't even remember. Anyways, it was like an online uh, only RPG and EverQuest. That's what it okay, was. Okay. And so what we did is, <laughs> and this is probably why Zellers went out of business. A lot of people do this. The games themselves were also sold individually. So we uh, would take it back to zellers to return it and say that we got it as a gift from like our grandmother or something like that <laughs> and so they would give us their credit we just buy another game 
So Zellers, I think, went out of business because Walmart became too powerful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Walmart but, came came into the scene and and whatnot. But Zellers at the same time, like near its end, like the shelves were always a mess and they didn't have stuff in stock. And so I will give you one core memory from Zellers and then three takeaways and then I'm or like me- memories of, of like feeling. So I remember just my grandma teaching me the lesson of all lessons in retail. If you want something and there's a sale, you hide it at the back of a shelf and come back. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I did that at Dollarama today. <laughs> <laughs> you just hide it and hope. Um, so Zellers really reminds me of like three or four things. One, when you first walk into that Zellers and you'd get that waft of a hamburger and fries, you'd be like, oh, my God, this is great. Number one, do you remember at all the floors in Zellers? None of them were actually white, but they were supposed to be white. Yes, they were all like. It was like a dingy brown store, but almost like a a tan color, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah. and, And then when they opened, I remember when they opened up the Target where the Zellers used to be and all the floors were bright white and there was like no like Target doesn't play music, which is also crazy. But. Like, I just remember that bit. Like, it felt like the biggest, brightest store on earth. Number two, Game Boy games. Oh, Game yeah. Boy games. Like, Zellers to me is the last time I ever remember walking through electronics where you saw boxes with cartridges inside it. Right? Yeah. And that, yeah, that's true. that will never, ever be forgotten. And I also, they weren't grocery stores, they were just. A department store. Yeah, department store with stuff that you didn't eat. The only food in there were like snacks, snack stuff. There was like some cookies and some crackers and some pop. And that was it. It was like what Shoppers Drug Mart used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a pharmacy. finally, the, the best tweet I saw all weekend was uh, you don't love Zellers because it's nostalgic. You love the nostalgia of Zellers because you were like eight years old and didn't have a mortgage. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah (laughs) i mean did you were you signed up for what is it's uh zeddy's birthday club uh i won zeddy's toy chest when i was younger are you serious yeah 100 percent. so i had this big blue treasure chest that was a plastic tote and it came with a bunch of toys i won that when i was a kid my grandma used to enter me in every contest possible i also have a a ronald mcdonald's watch from a mcdonald's giveaway and it's like in a nice package, and I think his arms move. Oh, nice! Or something. But uh, yeah, I am a Zeddy's toy chest winner. That's sweet. I'm just, I just ruining got, your day all I over just, again. Like I just that. got <laughs> cards from them for <laughs> for my birthday, but it was always satisfying to get a a birthday card from from Zeddy. Do you know what's not satisfying? What's that? And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the name of the the store the the store. GameStop. Guys, I am fucking fed up with GameStop. So GameStop, for the longest time, I've always had an edge card. And I constantly tell them that I can't change my phone number on it. And they constantly tell me, okay, we'll do it for you. And then they never actually do it. So to my surprise. So hold on, hold on. Why don't when they say that they'll do it for you. Do they ask you for your phone number? They do. And then and... the system doesn't take it for whatever reason. Oh, okay. I don't understand. Okay. It's well beyond my pay grade of customer to figure out. <laughs> so here's the situation. I was like, I was sitting at home on the weekend and I was like, oh yeah, I pre-ordered MLB the show. Can't wait to get it. Then I'm like scrolling through TikTok and I'm like on Twitch. I was like, did was there early access for the game? Oh, most of it only if you bought a digital. I bought the physical copy. Didn't think anything of it. Walking on my way out of the like work the other day, I stop in a GameStop and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be sly. I'll walk in. I'll be like, hey, will you break street date if you have it in, in stock? Like, can I pick <laughs> it up today? <laughs> The guy's like, no, no, buddy, we're not, we're not breaking. You have to come back tomorrow. I was like, okay. Um, I was like, can I pay off my pre-order so it's just quicker for tomorrow? He's like, you had a pre-order. 
I was like, yeah, I had a pre-order. And he goes, oh, let me check. What's your name? So I like give him my name. I give him my card. It's like, we called you three times. It's like, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, yeah, we called you. Your number ends in this. I was like, no, it doesn't. He's like, oh, well, you got to tell everybody. You got to tell us here to give us uh, like the number that you got to call for us to pick it up. I was like, I've pre-ordered multiple games in this store. The guy beside you freaking knows me. I'm in here often. You didn't call me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I thought it was weird when I called and they said this wasn't your phone number. It's like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Okay. I was like, do you still have my game? And like I put $50 down on the collector's edition for MLB the show because I really wanted this hat. Like th- this was a nice hat for the show. So mm-hmm. like I, I want, I also wanted the, the Derek Jeter steel book. I'm a baseball fan. I get it. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's still here. We actually had a few people asking if uh, we had any loose copies and this would have been the only one. If it wasn't picked up today, we would have sold it. I was like, you're telling me you would have sold it if I put $50 down on it already. It's like, yeah, we will. If, if it's abandoned and not picked up, we would sell it. I was like, the game doesn't even come out till tomorrow. Holy and shit. This is like, a, what a shitty policy. This is exactly the same as like, if uh, apparently they hold all pre-orders for three days, right? Mm-hmm. But because the pre-orders for physical were early released on Friday, which I would have liked to know because I had the weekend off like give me something man i know right well yeah that's ridiculous like it was shitty that's the thing. Like, it was like, a shitty experience yeah and and that's literally just a lazy customer service like that's just a lazy staff he's like oh well we call how many times did they, they say they tried calling apparently they attempted to call me on when or thursday and friday so they they attempted to call you over two days and was told that that phone number wasn't yours. And so they're just like, oh, well, we tried calling them. and But like, three days later, like, I don't know if they would have actually sold it. People definitely want the collector's edition of this game. People want it every year. But this reminds me of when I picked up um, God of War Ragnarok. And I surrendered my copy. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, that's cool. I guess we'll just sell this copy that people have been dying to get. I was like, if I didn't pick it up in three days, you would have sold it anyways. <laughs> They're like, yes, we would. But like, don't get me wrong. I'm also aware of times where that's worked into my favor. Mm-hmm. Like I got a call from my friend who worked at a different EB and he got me the fallout for pit boy, uh, fallout for pit boy edition just because he knew I wanted it. Yeah, it happens, true. man. Yeah, sometimes you can get good, like good deals, but like it's just a shitty policy. Like, you know, ultimately, if I put money down to secure something, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't matter if I get there the day that it's released or a week later. You know, I've already given you my money to secure the purchase of something. Right. Now, I could understand if they had a policy where like you didn't have to put any money down. It was just like, put your name on a list and we'll we'll secure it that way. And if you don't pick it up after three days, then it goes to the next person. That makes sense because you haven't given them anything for it. That is their new policy, though. Remember back in the day where you had to put 50% down? Or no, it was a minimum of $20 on a game. If the game was over $100, it was, uh, it was like 50 and hardware was 50%. You had to put down. I always thought, were like, I always remember like, it being like, I always remember it being like $5 minimum or $10 minimum. Yeah. Something like that. But with consoles and stuff, you had to put down 50% and all that other crap. That's true. I'm just, I'm like, we talked about steam last week, but like the amount of money I've put into that corporation, mm-hmm. it's probably a year's salary for somebody. What? $900. No, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like the amount of the amount oh, into of consoles, GameStop into GameStop. Yeah, the amount of uh. like consoles I've bought alone from there. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, you know, but that, that's the thing is like I I would say I go into GameStop. Not like as much as you do, but when we go on when we go on uh, trips to like Winnipeg or whatnot, 
we'll usually stop in on one if it's if it's nearby, right? And I can not, honestly not remember the last time I actually the last time I purchased something from GameStop was actually in the United States when we were com- coming back to no when we were going uh, down for your wedding, and I bought the R two D two Tamagotchi. <laughs> Which probably was like, died in your car. Oh, the battery is totally dead. He died multiple times and he was taken by Jawas. Multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> but I think it was on clearance for like $6. It was on clearance. Yeah. Sorry, bad joke. Um, what was I going to just say? Just to counter that. Yeah. Like I've started going to microplay more and more and more. However, like I don't have the like my other half, my sidekick doesn't want to go to a bunch of games like stores all the time. And like, so what you're saying is you really miss me. I never wanted to admit it, but I am <laughs> going to a, a game and collectible show at the end of the month. So that'll be fun. Maybe that'll nice. be there. Um, yeah. So overall GameStop now bad, like even Best Buy, like pre-ordering games from Best Buy isn't even worth it anymore. The The problem is, GameStop now has you in a point like in a situation where they kind of own you. They know that you're that's one of the places that you can go. Mm-hmm. And like microplay is incredibly inconvenient for me to get to to go pick up a game. Yeah. And like the only time that I would really pre-order a game is if it's like a collector's edition that I know is going to be hard to find. Right. Like so yeah. the last game that I pre-ordered uh was the deluxe edition of the lego star wars skywalker saga yeah i missed out on that because they i had fucked that up for you didn't they yep yeah so this this year i think i've still spent two hundred dollars on the controller two copies of ragnarok and um the show like that's that's almost a grand there it's it almost sounds like a fool me once shame on you but where am i gonna go fool me twice (laughs) you like the game section in best buy looks like an apocalypse happened oh it's brutal it it, everything is going to online right like you have to fight off the hordes of people just waiting for for games to go live on pre-order what i'm finding you can't see this or like the listeners can't see this Sorry, now you got me like pissed off. <laughs> I literally just reached to my shelf and I grabbed a day one edition. Wow, what a game to pick up by accident. Um, I picked up a, a day one edition of like Dead Rising 3, right? Mm-hmm. I want to pick up and look at the box, learn about the game. You can't do that at Best Buy because Best Buy has fucking like cards or they have yeah. nothing. Yeah, They have like three controllers on display. Their Oculus thing is empty. Everything is empty. Everything's like kept in their their back storage, yeah. And then here's the thing: what really annoys me, and and Walmart's been doing this forever. It's like I would like to get a game from the case here, and they're like, "Okay, you have to pay for it right now." I'm like, "No, I want to look at it. I want to mull it over a little bit, and and decide on whether or not I I want to buy this game." Like, but they're so like, and I I get it. Theft is is uh has been a problem for a long time for for things like this that's why do you remember when gamestop used to have the game discs in the cases on the show many many moons ago many moons ago uh they even used to have like all the the uh the cards with like the dlc codes and stuff like that on them and they weren't intelligent back then no they weren't right so you know and and uh Best Buy would have all of their games out, right? So a lot of the times, like after the years of theft and stuff like that, a lot of these companies are are obviously doing things to try and combat that. But it does ruin the shopping experience. Like it does ruin the the ability to kind of, I don't know, maybe it's because we're so used to in the past being able to go to a game store pick up game cases, look at them, actually like get some cool shit with pre-orders and, you know, just have that good time. Now it seems like you go into a game store and it's like, oh, I'm 
I almost feel like this is just a, I don't know, a front <laughs> for something because there's nothing here. We have to ask permission to, to, to give them our money. And then you get a situation like you where you've already given them your money. You've and they still fucked it up. And they still, yeah, fucked it up. You know, it's like, oh, if I don't pick this up instantaneously, you're going to sell it to someone else, right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah. I pre-ordered um, Metroid Prime Remastered. You keep telling us about this. Have you beat it yet? Uh, I actually haven't played any video games in the last, like, week and a half. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I pre-ordered it from Amazon because it went up. Uh, and I was like, whatever, I'll get it. It's I know that it wasn't going to be a uh, a hard to find game in the long run because it wasn't one of these like Nintendo like oh limited release bullshit that they've done in the past. Um, and then game release and it went from like guaranteed like day one delivery to shipping in like one to two months. I'm like screw that. I literally went into Walmart and bought the game. Yeah. I mean, right? that, so that's kind of the, if you're, the, but the here's the thing playing. though, is like if you're pre, like if you want to get a, uh, special edition version of a game, you have to pre-order it. Right. Yeah. Or just be really lucky that say like for, like, for example, God of war, right? Like you day of decided that you didn't want it. So then it went available for someone else to buy. Right. So sure. Someone was very happy because of the decision that you made to not buy that game. Yeah, man. Like right? I was, at the end of the day, I was like, I just don't have room for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think gone are the days of like good pre-order bonuses. Now it's like a keychain or a lanyard. 100. Like yeah, not, oh yeah. You're not getting anything cool anyways. But let's talk about another game that there was all these promises for. There was Kickstarters for. There was a $100 Founders Pack for. There was this idea that it would be the successor to Super Smash Brothers. And what happened, David? What happened to Multiverses this week? On April 4th, Multiverses will be removed from digital stores and on June 25th, servers will be shut down. Now... Keep in mind that this game is technically still in an open beta, which a lot of people are forgetting. I think um, the longest running open beta still to date is either PUBG or Grounded. PUBG's open beta lasted like three years and Grounded was like three as well. I think, yeah, Grounded just has it released its full final like final version. It's final form. Yeah, because they or I think the release is coming or just something like that. Yeah. Um, if you've previously downloaded the free-to-play game, you'll be able to reinstall it uh, following the shutdown, allowing you limited offline access to the training room, known as the lab, and local matches. So you can still technically play on your console. Um, any content you've purchased in Multiverses will still be there in the offline modes. And when the game returns in early 2024, they will be available. But the devs say that refunds are not available as a result of the open beta closure. So here's the thing. This was supposed to be a three-month, 90-day shutdown. That was it. They were going to pull mm. the servers for three months. That was part of the promise for the Founders Pack. That was part of the promise for, um, I believe it was a Kickstarter, or it was the other one. But this game changed the way we were looking at fighters. This game changed the way we were looking at how our favorite content could be turned into a video game form. Just changed everything. Mm -hmm. And now it's gone. It won best fighting game at the game, like the game of the year awards last year or the game awards last year in beta. It's uh, people are very upset. Yeah, but like, do they have a right to be upset? For sure, because it's not like the game was being unsuccessful, right? What is the reason? Did, do we have a reasoning for the shutdown? Like, did they give us like an official reason why? Because uh, it was server maintenance and ba -ba -ba -ba. 
I think they, they're just trying to refine the game to relaunch and build. Um, as a result, we have a clear view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content cadence of new, uh, yeah, ca- cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game, along with updated netcode and more matchmaking improvements. So why can't they work on that in the background and then release a major update? Right? Like uh, Rainbow Six Siege. This is a prime example of a game that released and I had it pre-ordered. I played the uh, early access and canceled my pre-order. And then a few, I don't know, it was a few months later or whatever, uh, maybe a year or so, like Ubisoft worked their asses off to update that game. And then we bought it. And how much time did we put in? Like that first week that we bought it, we put in almost like 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, and I, I bought it for like 20 bucks. Yeah, I was there with you. And so this is something that like companies have done this in the past where they have worked on major updates and then release them as major major like release major changes to the games all while keeping like the original game alive the last time that i can think of that a company shut servers down for a game was final fantasy 14 when that game launched like and this was years and years ago when that game launched it was just it was it was not good. I had to buy a new video card just to play that game because it was so unoptimized and the game didn't even run very, very well with a brand new top of line video card. <laughs> yeah, but they shut down the servers uh, for Final Fantasy 14 for, I don't know, like eight months or something like that. And this was a game that people were paying subscriptions for. Uh, but they gave them a ton of notice and they had a whole roadmap and explained what they were doing. Right. So there was there obviously was a lot of unhappy people. But for the, the way that they brought it uh, to light, so to speak, was done in a in the proper way. Right. Um, and it worked because Final Fantasy 14 is one of the top MMOs, like online RPGs of all time. And it's still going strong um, with multiverses. You got a game that kind of, I don't know, there was a lot of hype for the game right beforehand. Huge, huge hype. Like I was like, I don't even play a lot of those fighters and I got excited. Yeah. So there's a lot of hype for this game. People spent money on the founders pack, which is pretty much like just paying for a free to play game uh, for content for it. Right. And as a, what's it, what are they called early access game we know like we know that the game's not finished and that there's going to be multiple updates and a lot of updates and things might not be balanced as well as they would in a you know full-on complete release yeah but here's the thing they are more than capable of working on these major updates these balances these character changes and stuff like that in the background and releasing it as a major update without having to shut down the servers for an extended amount of time. Like how many people are playing hardcore right now? And then in the six months time that they or actually, uh, there's sh- when are they shutting the servers down? April. And it'll yeah. be sometime. April 4th, in- you can't buy it or download it anymore. June 25th is being pulled. Okay. So they're shutting the servers down end of June and it's going to be relaunched sometime in 2024. Right. So there's at least at the bare minimum six months where no one's going to be able to play the game. How much of their player base are they going to lose over that six months? In oh, that six, I, this in is that six months game. time, what's going to come out? Starfield. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A I'm bunch of other games. <laughs> Reddit and um, <laughs> somebody put like all these Warner Brothers characters together and it's like, my minimum expectancy roster if the game returns in 2024. Yeah, it's like the Iron Giant, like six versions of Batman, a Teen Titans Robin, the Powerpuff Girl, like everything. Mm-hmm. And they're right, man. They're right. If that if a character appeared in Space Jam with LeBron James, it should be in this fucking game. Now, no question. Absolutely. 
If you animated it for that, you can animate it for everything. Harry Potter, I can't wait to beat the shit out of Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like you, you took people's money. This would be like, and you do this a lot with Kickstarter. You founded games. I founded games. You still have one of my founded games. Yeah, I do. You've founded games and like you've received that email being like, oh, hi, David. Thank you for your money. Sorry, it's delayed a little bit. We will get it out sooner. And you know what they do? They give you the game and then they give you a little bonus because they're like, hey, we fucked up. What are these guys going to do to the people who paid $100 for a free to play game? Yeah, right. Here's the thing, though. Uh, they're out of all the Kickstarters that I've backed. Uh, majority of them have been a pretty good experience because I understand uh, the difficulties with uh, as over the actually the last few years with COVID and stuff like that, the delays in manufacturing of stuff because this is like a physical goods that's being manufactured. But there's one in particular. It was this like uh, kitchen thing that I bought. It's like a tea maker, like a. And I know, yes, I can just boil water and put tea in a cup and do it that way. But this is automated. Like it sets the temperature, time, all that stuff. Anyways, back this, it was a good price. We were super psyched for it. And it has been almost, well, over three years now. And they keep delaying it. They keep saying, they actually got to the point where they're like, oh, we've kind of run out of money. So we're going to actually, if you want to get your device sooner, you're going to have to pay us more money. And so it's pissing a lot of people off, right? So for the most part, I've had a pretty good experience with stuff. But like you said, a lot of those Kickstarters come with bonus things that you wouldn't get in retail. Like we don't necessarily get stuff extra with, uh, if they're, if they've been delayed, because a lot of those like extra stuff is included in that initial Kickstarter backing thing. So you're already, it's like, okay, you know what? I can wait another six months or a year, but I'm getting all this extra shit that people who would buy this at retail wouldn't. But in this case, you know, people have given them hundreds of dollars. The game has, isn't, hasn't been out for, for that long. Right. So are they going to actually, what was it? Uh, when fall guys went free to play, there's now a lot Fall of people Guys that... is so dead. Well, really? I mean, when was I've the last had... time you played Fall Guys? Uh, actually, I played it like a week or two ago. And was was it good? Did it take long to get into a game, or was not it at the all? Same like three it was, maps? it was. Uh, I played like a, a few a few rounds, and I didn't have any issues getting into games. But what I'm saying though is that game was a paid game originally, yeah. and then they went free to play. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that were pissed off because it's like, you know, I bought this game. I spent 50 bucks on this game or whatever. Um, but what did they what did they do for those people? They got a bunch of extra shit. And sure, it's not going to make everyone happy. Because, again, they still spent their money on a game that in hindsight, if they had waited, you know, two years, they could have got it for free. But they got some extra stuff. And. Multiverses is 100% going to have to give a bunch of extra shit to the people that have spent the money on the What are they going to give skins? What well, are you going to give an exclusive character? That's all they're going to be able to do. You're right? gonna it's get a game. Send them something. It's a digital game. I don't care. Yeah. Someone will come. <laughs> one of the developers will come to their house and. Okay. What's next? Do Shazam 2. To them. <laughs> I, I'm too pissed off about this. Shazam 2. Also Warner Brothers. You know what? Okay. So we went, Not really saw, easy. We, we went and saw Shazam 2 or Shazam Fury of the Gods. Let me preface this by saying, just reminding everyone that uh, James Gunn had nothing to do with this movie. It was made and completed before he even was in the picture of Warner Bros. in the DCU. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this episode, who listens to the show would, uh, and follows us on Instagram would have gotten the joke that I posted then. But anyways, yep. Overall, it was a really enjoyable movie. Like it was, it was fun. It was a solid film. I enjoyed it quite, quite a bit. But what was even funnier, if anyone saw the, the our Instagram story, I totally forgot that that day that we saw um, Shazam was opening night for John Wick 4. So we went to the movie theater 
And we were the only people in the theater. There was just two of us in the entire theater for Shazam 2. Um, and the funniest, you know, the funniest thing, though, is that She Who Shall Not Be Named was so, so friggin' excited. Like, she thought it was, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, they're just putting this movie on just for us. Blah, blah, blah. We're the only ones here. We could sit. I could talk all I want. And I'm looking at her I'm like, no, you can't because I want to enjoy the movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of, uh, obviously they made, they made 20 bucks for showing that movie that night, you know, cause we got oh, the Costco, the, the Costco the net, ticket deal. The net <laughs> negative on you guys would have been hilarious. Right. Yeah. Cause they had to pay for electricity. They had to pay for this, the staffing for like at least one person to clean up the theater afterwards. And, and cause you know, we throw popcorn everywhere cause we're assholes. How did they right? get popcorn everywhere? <laughs> Um, okay, so I got two questions. Walked around and put a single kernel of popcorn on each chair. <laughs> what was the movie good? And do you regret having to wait till friggin' June or July to see the movie? To you mean uh, to see regret to have to wait to see John Wick? Yeah. For you know what I have not heard too much about John Wick. Uh, I know that it's got some really good reviews, um, but I've been avoiding really thinking about it more than I have to. Um, but do I regret seeing Shazam 2 over John Wick 4? No, I do not. Shazam 2 or Shazam Fury of the Gods was uh, a pretty good movie. Now, there's a few things that happened in it that I get it. It was kind of like a, a running joke. Um, but it just didn't seem, it didn't feel like, I don't know, it, it felt kind of cheesy how they put some stuff in it. And I know you haven't seen the movie, so I'm not going to get too far. I'm not going to get into too many details about it, but I think overall, uh, the movie, I felt it like it was as good as the first one. They took what made the first one good and kind of expanded on that. There's a lot more um, exploring like the family ties and and his relationship with his siblings and, and whatnot and him kind of uh, finding his own place in everything, but still being part of that family or, or having that, that crew there. It was, it was good. And the, do you know who the bad people are? Like the actors, the bad people, <laughs> the villains, the villains. No, so it's like these like witches type things, oh, of course. Like, or, or that's like, right out of Marvel. God, like they're not really witches. I guess they're, it's just because they're women. Uh, you know, men can be witches too. I guess, but uh, they're like these these Greek gods that have their world has been destroyed by the. Oh, by the, so they're. Uh, the, it's the literally sh- the the plot of Thor: Love and Thunder. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Maybe oh, good. That seems like I want to watch. <laughs> Not that. really, but anyways, Lucy Liu is uh, one of these these villains, and I don't know if you've seen a Lucy like Lucy Liu in a, in any movies recently, but my God, she cannot act. She couldn't act in Charlie's Angels. No, and she, she you know was what? good it in was... that Holmes and Watson or whatever it was called. Oh, I never the, saw the that. TV, the TV show. Oh, the TV show. Yeah, I definitely never saw that. I mean, I think she's just famous because of I don't know stuff Charlie's in the past. Angels. Charlie's Angels, but Charlie's she Angel. literally has no variation in how she talks, how she delivers lines. She's like very stiff. In her acting, it just was not good. It kind of took away from a little bit of everything. Um, she was Speaking definitely. Speaking of taking away, just kidding. I'll let you finish this before I go on an all time. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's kind of outshined by a lot of like everyone else, which is unfortunate because she does have a, a major role in that movie. But overall, you know what? I would recommend going seeing it in theaters. Just You're for that doing theater a experience. Terrible job selling this movie to me. The I only will wait thing for that's really not video. good. The only thing that's like really not very good is Lucy Liu. But overall, the the movie itself is actually pretty good. And didn't they change one of the siblings? Like the girl's just completely different. 
Um, oh, like the evil ones? No, no, the good, the good one. Um, she's like purple, maybe or red. Oh, the, uh, maybe the red it's, one. It's, I like don't a, remember. it's a completely different recast, and people were calling that out online. Oh, I didn't even. You know, it's been so long since I watched the first one. Like, I didn't even watch it in preparation of this one. Um, so. You know, they could have changed the actor and I wouldn't have noticed. The only person that we would, would have really noticed is if they changed uh, Zachary Levi. Or Adam Brody, because everybody loves Adam Brody. Who's Adam Brody? Except David. David does not like Adam Brody. <laughs> He's <laughs> Seth from the OC. I don't I don't know who that who Never is. mind then. Don't worry Who's about it. Who's Adam Brody? Which one's that guy? The brother. He was the like the the twerpy one in the cat or on the crutches. The crutch in the guy? First movie. Oh yeah. okay. <laughs> But then he becomes like his adult form is Adam Brody. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do, Mandalorian or E three or trivia? Uh, Your call. You know what? We're let's do. Well, you know what? How trivia go? We didn't is do that... a trivia last week. Oh no! Didn't you want to talk <laughs> about trivia? Yeah. Do you want you want the five topics for Disney Plus or Disney Two trivia? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Without further ado. Here are your top or here are your topics for Disney trivia at TWB on April 5th, I believe. Yep. April 5th. Uh, we are doing Disney general trivia round two. So I'm just going to ask 10 general questions. Uh, we are doing a Disney name that movie with a spin. I'm not going to give you guys a spin because you will research it. It's very easy to find. So don't bother. Uh, we are going to do Star Wars or Marvel. It's going to be uh, one round, two universes. Disney sing-along round two, which is literally just Disney Don't Forget the Lyrics. And finally, uh, as we always finish, name that movie and year. And keep in mind, we put Disney Plus in the title, which means I don't have to follow the confines of just Disney classic movies and Pixar <laughs> classic movies. So get you ready. Have, you now have the full like 20th Century Fox lineup. T- Team Beach Movie 20 is going to be the answer. <laughs> so many things. But there's going to be three audio rounds, two um, spoken rounds. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I can't wait. I will see you all at the bar. Now, David, what are we doing? E3 or Mando? All right. Ruin Mandalorian for me. Man, guys, I got to be real with you all. So I finally saw the Ahmad Best episode and great episode. I'm actually hoping that Keller and Beck in another flashback takes um, Grogu to the Gungans and he meets himself as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> he just like... <laughs> Well, he said he was going to take him to some friends, right? How funny would it be if Grogu gets licked by Jar Jar? That's Usa. so funny. But Jar Jar would be old as... F- oh, no, that's not... No, no, that's... Yeah, he would He would be... Uh, We're in the right timeline. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> this isn't a whole episode. Uh, last week, you didn't know the order of stuff, so... Well, yeah, I was, I was having a very rough time last yeah. week. I'm sorry. Um... So two things I noticed in this episode. Um, we're not reviewing the episode, but I saw something very familiar, and I was wondering if David picked up on it. There was an awful lot of Mandalorian flight. And when these Mandalorians were flying, there was that, that very distinctive like shoulder shift while they were flying, and everything was on a very, I don't know, particular John Favreau angle. And I'm almost a 1,000% positive Favreau pulled uh, a Michael Bay and just reused footage from Iron Man and reskinned it as Mandalorians fly oh. <laughs> because watching them fly that was like the Iron Legion flying that was Iron Man flying that's what that was those Mandalorians were flying like Iron Man not the other way around and it could like it couldn't yeah get yeah that's true I mean. <laughs> It makes sense from a production point of view. It's like they already, yeah, have, already the, have the it. assets, right? Like just change them and, and make them work. How many people like how long ago did we see those Iron Man stuff? Right. Well, so the Legion, the Iron Legion was freaking Age of Ultron, which was just Favreau consulted, but Joss Whedon, but still mm-hmm. Disney property. Right. But still, it's like uh, that was long enough ago that most people probably wouldn't notice that. 
oh, I've seen those movies so many times I knew what I was watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 100%. It's like, um, what is it? The Island in Transformers 3 is the exact same scene on the highway with the car flipping. The only difference is there's a robot knocking over the car in one. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, okay, so I I know you were upset about episode, shit, what was it? Episode 2? Oh, the one where they go bathe in the caves? No, no, sorry. Episode episode three with yeah, the doctor the, and all that stuff, right? The doctor and the, the, the dumb episode, yeah. Yeah. So was episode four? It was it was back better? to the Mand- the Mandalorian standard. However, I I don't know if it was just ignorance, but I learned something about the Mandalorian. Okay, that- but hold on, don't ruin it just yet. I wanna tell you. So episode four kind of redeemed it. itself after episode two. Three, right after that slowness. Did did you and Shiho shall not be named watch Stranger Things? Uh no, I've only seen episode. Or I've only seen season one of that. Okay, so in season two of Stranger Things, they do this weird standalone episode where Eleven is just with a bunch of different people and has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Right, and people are still waiting for that to pay off. It's paid off a little bit slightly, but it was like fifty minutes of a waste of time. Did you watch The Walking Dead? <laughs> I watched season one and then I got up to the last episode of season two and I never finished it because season two was so boring. Yeah. Season two was boring because they had no money. They were poor and then they fixed it and they made it better anyways. So in a later season of the walking dead, I believe it was season four or five. They give Morgan an hour and like 15 minute episode of him living in the woods again had nothing to do with anything and they never paid it off. Mandalorian has to pay off on this episode. Like all I really learned from it is um, what's her face is kind of crooked and the dark side does in fact have cookies. (laughs) And that was the biggest thing I took away from that is like the dark side finally has cookies. Okay. So the next episode that you watch, which would be episode five, um, it takes what was good for episode four and just blows it out of the water. So it Captain was, America shows up. <laughs> it was, it was so good. There's so much more that goes on in it and they are taking and like a little bit of spoiler. Sure. But they are taking what, what we learned or what we're, we're assuming from episode three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And building on that. Good. So, you know, I like the way that they're doing this from what from what I can see or how I feel. What they're doing is like there is going to be. It's like an ogre, you know, they have layers. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like an onion. So I think there's going to be the story of the Mandalorians. But then there's also going to be that whole like, okay, what happened to Moff Gideon from end of season two? Apparently season one. Apparently he escaped according to part of that episode. So we don't actually know. Right. But what happened to him? This that that girl who is, you know, clearly she's still bad. What's going on with her? Is there some like obviously there's some ulterior motive. She's clearly connected to like some sort of like imperial you know insurgency and i think what they're doing is they have these multiple stories that they're they're bundling in together i would not be surprised if we get another episode that just kind of follows the the doctor and and more on like an imperial point of view like a a standpoint of that you it know, would be cool because like i actually felt that show felt more like followed the pace of and or a little bit more. Yes, it did. 100%. Okay. Can I can I can I complain now? No, not yet. Um come on, I want We know <laughs> we know that there's going to be um that uh Thrawn apparently is going to make an appearance uh because someone has been cast as uh Admiral Thrawn, which is going to be if they do it right, it's going to be amazing. Um so we know that there's a lot more to come out. I don't know how many episodes this this season is. Um, 
but I, I'm going to tell you, like the next episode that you watch, you're going to I think you're going to really like it. I think you'll like, be like, holy shit, this is so good. And I obviously, like, there's a few the things. There's like, let's not pretend that I don't like the show. No, but this episode was so good. Now, I know you haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars, and we go over this every episode, but they're doing a great job at making connections to, <laughs> to those they're they're doing a great job at making connections to those series that uh without spoiling anything they introduced a character that both myself you know the uh the the Leonardo DiCaprio meme from yeah. where he's pointing at the TV that was literally us at one part of this episode just like oh my god that's so and so from so and so like it was just so well done and they didn't drag it out. They didn't make it such a big thing, but it just makes those connections and bring those connections from other shows and brings them back. It was so good. Anyways. Okay. Ruin, ruin Mandalorian for, for me again. And, and all of our listeners, I know you want to, well, I don't really want to, because like, I think, I think part of the illusion of television and movies is what keeps the magic and the mystery in the moment. And, I'm not going to lie when I I heard about this a few weeks ago and I didn't actually know if it were to be true, but everybody's on the Pedro Pascal hype train, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody like anybody who watched The Last of Us were like, oh, my God, I've never knew about this guy ever or or like he's so amazing. And then like he's so memeable. He's like apparently a daddy thirst trap on the Internet for a lot of people. Um, My personal favorite is the Nicolas Cage meme um, from unbearable talent there's mm-hmm. there's so much good about pedro i actually uh just rewatched the community table read that he hosted and it was so so good and i like people need to res- put some respect to his name what i don't know or i don't understand is when this happened and why but Obviously, Pedro Pascal was was said in, I believe it was season two. David, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you were the one who told me he wanted some FaceTime for his character. I believe that was season after season one, right? Because we didn't see his face at all in season one. He was like, why am I going to be in this if if I'm never going to be seen? Yeah. So that happened, right? And then he took off his mask and that was a whole thing. Blah, 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 blah. Now, what if I told you he's not even in the show he's not even on the set you'd be breaking my heart so if you pull up the <laughs> cast list for the mandalorian there is not one but two people who are or actually three people sorry that are credited in being the mandalorian and that to me hurts my brain and feelings but this also tells me that the mandalorian or pedro pascal is literally just voice acting that's all well, doing. yes and no. I've I've pondered this a little bit since you told me this originally uh, before we started recording this episode. They very well could have used uh, one of these two other actors for any reshoots, right? Where if they have to reshoot scenes um, that don't necessarily have any voice, like uh, dialogue or whatnot, they could very well use these these other actors because obviously they've they they're they're i don't know they would be working on another episode or maybe they're finished completely and they can't get pedro pascal back on set to do a reshoot mm-hmm. potentially okay or they're stunt doubles which that's is what also i originally would have thought very common i can't see pedro pascal just saying you know what i'm just going to do the voice acting unless something had happened and like he was uh filming multiple movies or another show where he couldn't actually be on set so all they could do is do record his uh dialogue but again i don't think disney would would pay him what they are paying him if they they're just using him for his voice all right, so here are some snippets. Much of The Mandalorian is action-heavy, requiring professional stunts, and a lot of Din's dialogue is recorded separately by Pascal during ADR 
uh, due to the constraints of the helmet his character wears. Bringing the titular Mandalorian to life is a coordinated effort, and others besides Pascal are heavily involved in the creative process. Now, it does say here, um, Pedro certainly does wear the Mandalorian suit on screen, though it's not as often as audiences might think. In fact, for one entire season, the uh, or sorry, one entire episode of season one, Pedro was never once behind the mask as he was starring in King Lear on Broadway at the time filming episode four Sanctuary as Ding uh, Din Djarin's lines were usually recorded after shooting. It was easier for Pascal to be absent from the set. This is nothing new in Star Wars, though. James Earl Jones was never associated with Darth Vader. Um, recently, Pascal revealed in um, that the Mandalorian suit is quite difficult to wear while acting. The helmet apparently impairs visibility uh, substantially. In Pascal's own words, it's like putting on a head-to-toe glove with weights on it. It's ironic that you can't see any facial expression because it puts you in a world so completely different and instantly makes your character feel real. You can't see shit. <laughs> okay. But still, like, you, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it isn't him in all of it. But here's the thing, though. As long as he's the voice of the Mandalorian, it doesn't matter who is wearing the helmet. It just, it bothers me because the dialogue feels natural. But now that I think about it, he pauses enough in between sentences that he could record anything he wants. And mm-hmm. that, that kind of just, that, that bugs me a bit. I mean, and but like, like his, his dialogue's always been like that. But his right? relationship with the puppet is very important to me. <laughs> that's fair like, i'm a grogu lover for life i like i never thought that i would have memorabilia from star wars that wasn't stormtrooper based and now i have like mandalorian cups i have my grogu I have a bunch of shit actually Dollarama has a bunch of mandalorian whisks i don't need that in my life i almost bought some but I, I was like, uh, I got to check my my current whisk status at home to see if I can either replace them or if I need them at all. It's whiskey business. <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, let, let's hit E3 for a minute. We're still collecting information. We should have more detail next week, but it sounds like E3 is dying and or dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was announced a while ago that Nintendo, well, Nintendo hasn't Nintendo. been part of E3 forever, but Sony and Microsoft have pulled out of E3, and uh, it was recently announced that more developers aren't going to be there. So uh, that's going to be a, a major topic for, for next week, for sure. Faux show. But panic is happening on the show floor now, where we are sitting in a situation where Ubisoft might leave. like. Ubisoft, Sega might not have it. EA didn't go last year. Mm -hmm. Are we at the point in time where E3 is no longer a necessary component to the life of gamers? You know what? Game Developers Conference is more popular than E3 is in the past. Well, like PAX? No, like GDC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're already seeing this trend too. And like, I know we don't want to talk a lot about it tonight because we are still collecting information. Um, we are seeing this trend where like Nintendo is doing a direct every month, right? Like there's a Pokemon direct a Nintendo mm-hmm. direct, uh, super Mario direct, which I'm probably going to end up seeing the movie next weekend. I'm sorry, David, I'm weak. Um, we're seeing all these directs. EA does its own treehouse and their play days. Everybody has their own thing. I think we're now getting to the point where it's not needed anymore. Like, is it my regret? One of my biggest regrets in the gaming industry is not going. But yeah, I've also that's been true. I've also been to multiple showcases. I've had my fill. Like, do I want more? Yes, I always want more. I'd also like more invites. But I've been to some of these like pointed like um conventions and stuff mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. 
Do I wish I could have gone to one of these? Yes. But do you know where I could also get all of this information and where I think some of it will end up? The World Wide Web? San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Because if you're already doing Comic-Con where you have the ability to um, release this uh, X, Y, and Z from certain studios, fine. D23 happened and they had a whole video game component. That's true. When was when yeah. was the last time you saw a Disney conference that had a Star Wars video game announcement? N- exactly. Never. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what E three is like this year. It might be like uh, Zellers at the end of their lifespan <laughs> before the the mass closures. It might be like Target leaving Canada. It might be not like Nordstrom or Nordstrom leaving and they're five percent off yeah yeah it might be like bed bath and beyond leaving canada uh just a whole lot of nothing that uh but yeah that's for that's for next week yeah for this week we are out of time if you like what you're listening to please subscribe tell all your friends about us david and i are pretty cool we think rolls eyes (laughs) (laughs) for myself Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.